Welcome to the Beach Catholic Podcast. We've got a great show for you today. Uh, Today we've got a special show because today's show is for the college students, including the students going to college for the first time. That's right, the incoming freshmen. Uh, To dive into this topic, as usual, I've got Father Brian Barr with me. How are you, Father? Hey, Lorenzo. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? Good, good. Great to get back into it again. Uh, Beach masses have started down here in Long Beach. Um, They're going really well. Uh, the weather has been perfect, so if you're down in Long Beach, New York, or down in Long Island, come by 6:30 every evening um, in Long Beach. You're, you you won't regret it. Uh, how you think that? How do you think they've gone so far, Father? They've been great. They've been. Um, I'm realizing more and more how the weather is. Uh, you know, if you we just we just lucked out. The last three Sundays have been just beautiful. And you know, if you wake up on Sunday morning and it's, you can just tell it's like, there's no way it's going to be a beautiful night. Weather-wise, um, we've been lucky to have that. So I think the, you know, the crowds have been really big and enthusiastic. I think we had, well, I mean, at least, at least 1,100 people, uh, on this past Sunday and 1,100 people received communion. So, you know, there had to be even more people, um, and like always, it's just great that the music is, is really, really good and, Obviously, the setting so uh, just makes for a great, great night. Very powerful and prayerful. Good stuff. Absolutely, nothing like God at the beach. Uh, so, Father, the reason why we're bringing this up and catering this podcast towards college students is your homily had to do with kids in college, uh, but it was actually more catered towards the parents. Um, a, a few messages towards the kids, but not necessarily all towards the kids. But that's why we're diving into into it today. But before yeah. we do that, could you give us a, a quick recap uh, on your homily from this past Sunday? Yeah, yeah, real quick. Um, I referenced a, uh, <clears throat> an article I had, I had read a few days before. Um, it was an editorial, and it was um, about a mother's experience bringing her youngest uh, son, I think it was, uh, to... Uh, he was an ingoing, incoming freshman, college freshman. He was uh, orientation. And uh, the mom went to it, and she just kind of commented on the sort of the behavior and, and kind of the attitude and the questions of the parents. She was kind of discouraged and uh, sort of dismayed by some of what they were asking. And it was, it was ultimately, it was just questions like, um, what was presumed in all their questions was, was that the kids were just not, didn't have the maturity, didn't have the responsibility to be on their own. So it was like crazy stuff like, uh, who's gonna make sure my kid gets up in the morning? Who's gonna make sure my kid goes to class? Who's gonna make sure uh, what time he gets home, like, just like, like, hey, at that, at that point, mom or dad, they're, they're kind of on their own, um, or they should be, and really, I think her, her point, the point of the article was that parents are just kind of this, you know, you, you hear a lot about this helicoptering parenting thing, where they just kind of hover over their kids, and they, and they, they cover for their kids, and they coddle them, and they spoil them, and you do that for 16 to 17 years and then you drop them on a college campus and it's a bit of a disaster because there's they've never been held really accountable and, and now they're on their own. So she was really challenging uh, parents to sort of start treating, challenging your kids, uh, stop spoiling them, I guess, real, real simply. And then there was another, another article in, in the um, Wall Street Journal which talked about how in the last 20 years, colleges, universities, really everywhere have had to significantly increase their um, kind of mental health support uh, resources, counseling, therapy, et cetera, on campuses 
bottom line, kids, kids are just reaching out for uh, sort of psychological, emotional help a whole lot more than they used to. And, you know, my point was, you know, hey, could these things be connected? You know, if I'm, if I'm treating my, my 17-year-old like he's seven, um, could that be why once he's on his own on a campus, he's kind of coming apart? Um, he's not, doesn't have the maturity to, to get to class, to, 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 to do his uh, you know, homework, so on. Um, and then, and then I kind of just added one more piece to it. You know, could there be, so if you've got this like almost exponential increase in need for th counseling and therapy, like psych services, at the same time, you know, there's been this crazy decrease in faith, faith on colleges, faith on, cam on campuses. And could they be connected? Could they be like, as we stop praying, as God becomes more and more sort of um, in the shadows and, and distant, um, take that, take the power of faith away, and then you've got people scrambling and grasping for help and direction and mentoring and answers. Um, and is that part of the problem? Like we've walked away from faith and we've got sort of this train wreck emotionally, this emotional train wreck reality going on. Yeah, so that was, that was kind of part of it. And the last piece was the gospel, was the, the parable of the sower. Grass, you know, uh, seeds grow only in this, they're thrown everywhere, all different types of soil. The only place they grow is where the soil's really good. Well, why is the soil good? Because somebody worked it. It's work, like it's hard work for the, uh, for the seeds to bear fruit. And, you know, the gospel wasn't about farming. The gospel was about life. It was about saying, if I want my life to matter, if I want my kids to be successful, if I want my marriage to be strong, I have got to work. I have got to work, you know, the soil. I've got to work the, the field. If I cut corners, like a lot of these parents do with raising their kids, then it's not taking root. And when it doesn't take root, you got kids pounding down the door of, you know, the, the, the counselor's office or the, the therapist's uh, office. And so just really faith, like with an absence of faith, you have a, an increase in kind of uh, struggling, emotionally struggling kids. And maybe we should connect those dots more than we do. So yeah, like that was kind of it. Probably said more than you needed to hear, but that was probably it. <laughs> well, it actually is the abridged version of the homily. So for the <laughs> listeners, uh, if you want to listen to the whole thing, um, definitely go back. It's going to be posted up in the podcast for sure. Um, I think we could sum up every homily with how important faith is in one realm or another. But that's definitely the uh, the the gist of what your homily was. It was a great homily as usual. Um, but so, but let's talk about the importance of faith. Let's talk about why it's so important, especially for kids in college, kids going into college for the first time. Uh, to help us out with this topic, we're, we've got our friend Sean Greeley with us tonight. Uh, Sean graduated from Hofstra last year in 2016. Uh, while he was enrolled, he was the president of the Newman Club, and he actually started a chapter of a historically Catholic fraternity on the Hofstra campus. And uh, now Sean is actually the Catholic campus minister for Montclair State University. Uh, so let me bring him on right now. Sean, how are you, sir? Hi, Lawrence. I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, if you could just give us a quick recap of, uh, I mean, Father Brian and I, we're 
we're far from college. Father Brian's a little further from college than I was, <laughs> but uh, you're <laughs> you're you're one year out, so still fresh in your mind. Just uh, give us a quick recap on on your your life at Hofstra and uh, what you were doing there, and and um, yep, yeah, tell us about your your college experience. Sure. Um, so. My time at Hofstra, uh, by, by the time I graduated, I had been involved in a whole lot of things, but um, it's funny when I look back at my freshman year now, and really my involvement kicked off with um, campus ministry, but when I got to college, I didn't intend for that to happen, um, and you know, it was kind of a funny story of how I got involved in it. Uh, it was during the first weekend where they put on a lot of events for freshmen on campus. And I was on a trip to go on walk the High Line in New York City. And on the trip, there was this girl that I thought was really cute. And I was sitting with her on the train and we're looking through the little program and she sees Mass. And she goes, oh, yeah, I, I want to attend Mass. And I'm like, this cute girl wants to go to Mass. I'm going to go with her, you know. Um, so I decided to go. And when I got there, I met the chaplain and the campus minister, which I didn't even know existed at the time. Um, and a lot of students there that just were really welcoming. And, you know, I grew up in a Catholic home, but I was never crazy involved in my faith. Um, and even then, I wasn't really. But uh, that winter, I went on a mission trip, and that kind of really installed in me, like, a lot of um, foresight into what faith means, really. And I decided I wanted to make it an integral part of my life. Um, and then some of the stuff that you said went on, like, um, I started getting involved with leadership roles within the Newman Club, which is a student-run Catholic group on campus. And by my junior year, I'd become president of it. Um, and then during my junior year as well, I decided, <clears throat> you know, I, I was really drawn to the idea of fraternity and what fraternity means, but... Um, I really wanted to make the Catholic part uh, like a part of that fraternity. So after a little research, I was able to find a Catholic-affiliated fraternity and got a group of guys together that were like-minded in a lot of ways, and we were able to start a chapter there. That's awesome. I mean, I mean, it, it, it sounds like you were super involved and, and, and jumping from here or there, but I mean, the center of it was your faith. And, and we'll talk about ways to get involved on campus in a little bit. Um, but l let's take a step back first, Sean. You know, you're going to be um, starting your first semester as the Catholic campus minister. So a kid comes up to you, incoming freshman, and all he asks you, Sean, is why should I keep my faith going while I'm in college? And, and what, so what's your answer to that? Yeah, no, that's a really good question that unfortunately less students ask than should. But um like, my short answer to that would be, like, to ask him another question is, what is college for? Um, you know, college, I think, is meant to be formative years for anybody, you know. And when I say formative, I don't just mean, like, what you're going to do for the rest of your life, which is definitely a part of it. But also, who are your friends going to be for the rest of your life? Um, what kind of things are you going to be interested in for the rest of your life? And what kind of person are you going to be for the rest of your life? Um, and the information that you subscribe to while you're in college is going to have a huge impact on that, no matter uh, whether you know, like, recognize that or not. So if you're interested in faith at all, um, college is an awesome time to confront that and really delve into an adult faith. You know, A lot of people in faith-related communities um, still operate as if they're 
have a quote-unquote childish faith, you know. If you go to Mass because your parents want you to, that's not a great reason anymore. You know, you're an adult. It's time to confront why you do what you do and why you believe what you believe and whether you should. Um, so, like, for me, it's all about formation and then also intention. You know, if you're committed to your faith and you want to um, grow in it, don't put it off until you have a family and you have kids because by then it's going to be too late sometimes, you know. Um, make it a part of your life because it can be incredibly enriching. That's awesome. Uh, Father, if you could just piggyback on that question also from what Sean said, because it's not like you're uh, any stranger to working with students. Um, what, what would you tell a student why it's important to keep your faith going in college? Yeah, well, I mean, I think <clears throat> Sean kind of nailed it. Um, you know, but maybe I'd, I'd, I'd throw in you know one or two other pieces. One would be, I think, you know, community, just like a, like the concept of community is, is just so important. Um, you know, particularly in college, you know, you, you, you go away, presuming, presumably you're, uh, say you're, you go to some campus where you, you live in, you live it on campus and probably don't really know anybody or, or, or very few people. So there's this sort of collective desire on every freshman's part to meet people. You just want to, now Sean, it's kind of a shallow sort of way was just trying to meet this pretty girl there I and mean, I'm trying to trying to look a little a little more broader than that but hey but that's even part of it too it's just like trying to meet people we're trying to meet you're trying to make friends you're trying to connect with people the people you're living with um so it's a very uh you know I, I think it's kind of like a sort of like an insecure time objectively it's certainly initially because nobody really knows anybody and I think it's a great way of meeting good people. Um, it's a great way, practically. Yeah, if you go on a mass on a on a, on a Sunday night on, on on some campus, you know, without even speaking to the people that, that are there, you you can say certain things about them. Like they, certain things probably just about on some level their their values, their faith. You know. Virtually nobody on a college campus is going to church, so you meet you meet a, a, a bunch of people, or yeah, a bunch of people that are. Uh, doesn't mean you're going to become best friends with all of them, but I'd say there's a real good chance you're going to become tight friends with a, with a group of them. Um, and we're all looking for that, you know. It, it's not just a college thing; we're all looking for it. And you know, Sean's point about you know just kind of formation and, and it being formative years. Totally formative years. Um, you know, yeah, you're in a classroom and you're learning academically objective stuff. You know, the, the stuff of your major and, and, and so on. But you're you're learning a lot more than that when you go away to college. And um, I think Sean's point about like having a, a grown-up understanding of of God and church um, now, kind of taking ownership. Not being, not going to mass because I have to, um, because I'm being forced to. It's, it's a much more like adult approach. Um, you're doing it because you want to. You're doing it because you, you realize, you know, if I don't, if I don't have a relationship with Jesus in my life, and um, something's missing. You know, I'm, I'm just I'm not quite myself. I'm, I'm somewhat off my game. So, I think that's, I think that's a big part of it. I, I also think this, like you're in a Typical college campuses, you know, and I'm generalizing here, but I, I think there's there's something to what I'm saying here. Like, 
most college colleges, you, you're you're on, you're you're going to class. You know, you're going to class. You're you're often hearing. You know, you're in kind of a hostile environment when it when it with regard to faith. You know, I think more often than not, you're going to have a professor who's sort of knocking organized religion, sort of trashing traditional, you know, church values. Um, you know, and they're in the driver's seat. They're the professor, and you're not. And you're in a classroom with twenty other kids who. Most of whom don't even care. Um, so it's very, you get a steady dose of that. You hear that, you get that, you know, say two classes uh, per semester over a bunch of semesters. It's easy to just start to think that the church is irrelevant and it's outdated and it's, and it's, and it's mythology, you know, religion is mythology. If you're not around people who think otherwise. So it kind of goes back to the, community thing, like if I'm around people who are like, wait a minute, wait a minute. No. Jesus was a real person. He wasn't the product of some author. He's not a character in a myth. He was a real person who lived. And 20 centuries later, he's still impacted. People are still dying for this person. To say, like, I I believe that, and I, and I, and I want my life to be kind of guided by his values, the things that he said. Uh, hey, the whole gospel this past Sunday about the, you know, the seed and the, the sower and the seed. Like, hard work, hard work gets us to where we want to be in life. Um, that's what that parable, or part of what that parable was saying. So, to be going someplace each week where, where I hear a message, I hear a truth that I'm pretty much not hearing in my dorm, and I'm not hearing in a classroom. But I get it, you know, in this chapel or in this space on campus. Incredibly important. And, you know, again, Sean's word, like incredibly uh, like formative. Well, let, let me bounce let me bounce that thought over to Sean, because um, you're a year out. I mean, it, it, is that did that ever happen to you? Maybe not a professor or maybe it was a professor or maybe it was just somebody you were in class with, somebody you were in the dorms with or even a friend like did you ever get the negative response, the fact that you were going to church, and not only that, you were super active in your faith? Like, did you get that backlash at all from the campus? And, I mean, if you did, like, how how did you handle that situation, being a year out of school? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, first, I'll say, in my experience, I never had any professors who were, like, actively speaking against uh organized religion. I definitely know people who have, but I never personally had it. The thing that I noticed though, like specifically in one, I took a introduction to ethics class my senior year, and we were talking about all different like uh, styles of ethics that have gone through the years, like from ancient up to modern. And when we were talking about things like objectivism and divine command, people would laugh and like snicker at that under their breath a lot of the time. And these are students, you know, and a lot of them um, may have been raised in, you know, a religion of some sort, definitely Catholicism, some of them. And it's just kind of weird to see how it's so dismissed now, like generally. Um, as far as me personally, you know, I definitely had the experience sometimes where they would ask what I'm doing. And I would say, oh, I'm going to a Newman Club meeting and it's a Monday night at nine o'clock. And, you know, you just get kind of a weird look and ask, like, first of all, what's a Newman Club meeting? Because it sounds like you're talking about a character from Seinfeld at first. And it's funny because, I, I mean, 
for as many people that will laugh under their breath, when you have a face-to-face conversation with them, like, you still see that traditional Catholic guilt kick in a little bit where I'll explain, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Mass. And they'll be like, wow, I haven't been to Mass in years. And that's a great opportunity for a student to say, do you want to come with me? And, you know, most of the time they're going to say no, I would say. But every now and then you're going to get somebody who says yes, and that's an awesome opportunity to bring somebody, you know, at least to explore, because, again, that's what college is for. Um, And a lot of the time, like, even when you get the weird look and you get the weird, like, oh, you're like a Catholic guy, um, when you're able to have a conversation about it, there's always, like, at least acceptance. Um, You know, nobody's really, nobody's, uh, well, I won't say nobody, but most people won't attack you for practicing your own faith that you care about. Um, and the people that do, I think that they probably just have, you know, some struggles of their own that they're dealing with, that they're lashing out at you for something like that. Um, you know, I, I think it's also like, it's an opportunity and Hey, this, this is easier, easier said than done. Uh, you know, maybe it's really tough when you're a freshman, but with each year, you know, Sean, I'll bet, I'll bet you can think of times like the difference between your freshman year and your junior year or your senior year. Like, it's like, it's like, you know, faith is like a muscle. It's like, if I, if I work this muscle, I'm getting stronger. So you, you get more confident. You're like, you know, you know, maybe, maybe your freshman year, you're kind of slipping out, um, and, and maybe not even throwing out the invite too much because you're, you're more worried about what people are going to think and, and the look or the comment or whatever. But, you know, at a certain point when you commit to it, you're like, you know what, this thing, this is, this is so way worth it. Um, so you become a little more, like I said, confident where you're like, you don't really care. Like you don't, you don't care. You care less about in that realm, at least what people think. Um, you, as a result, you get more confident. And I think as a result of that, you're, you, I think we become more, more effective in, in kind of evangelizing, pulling people in. Like they look at you. I mean, I knew Sean, I guess I knew when you, Sean, you did, when you came to Long Beach for that mission trip, were you a freshman or a sophomore? Wow. Okay. So Sean did a, um, here in Long Beach, we had, you know, Hurricane Sandy five years ago, almost. Um, and Sean's, uh, Hofstra, I guess the Newman club, they were planning on going, like you were going to Central America or something, right? I think. Right. And ironic, ironically, I would not have gone on that trip if they did go to, I think it was Peru. Wow. That's crazy. So that, that was, that's what was scheduled. Uh, probably a seven or a 10 day trip to Peru to do service work. Sandy hits Long Island, kind of crushes these uh, towns on the coast here. And uh, I don't know who it was, but whoever it was, it might've been Father Greg Chaplin at the time. Um, they kind of said, you know, they kind of called an audible and said, hey, there's, 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 there's as much, arguably as much need to serve people locally as there is jumping on a plane and going to Peru. So they decided to come to Long Beach, which is about 15 minutes from Hofstra University and the guys uh guys and the girls spent about nine or ten days just working working here um what was my point oh yeah like so you were you were a freshman then you know so you, you would have been the, among the youngest in that whole crew but by the time you were a junior senior you were you were organizing these trips and you were you were like leading retreat retreats and retreat talks so you know with age you know you just you get more confident and this is and that's something you don't lose. That's something you say, like, you know what? 
I'm taking this with me post-college. I'm taking this into my, my, my career. I'm taking this into relationships, ultimately my marriage, you know, being a, being a, a parent. Um, so in so many ways, it's like, hey, I just don't think this, I, there's this, I think there's this unspoken belief out there that it's inevitable when your kid goes away to college, he or she is blown off church and they're blown off faith and you just, they're going to become kind of semi-pagans for four years. And, uh, you know, probably, sadly, that is true for a lot, but it's not inevitable. Um, I mean, Sean, you're, you're proof of it. Um, my, year, my years in college, yeah, I mean, Lorenz, it might have been 150 years ago when I was in college, but when I was in, <laughs> in college, uh, same thing. You know, my I got closer and I was always from a, a church family, a little, you know, kind of like Sean's description of his. I always went to mass, but uh, you know, my two, my my last two years of college, it was a very secular place, a very sort of science-driven place, which would be, you know, kind of skeptical of faith. You know, fortunately, thank God, I I kind of became more of a defender of it. I was like, why do I believe? Why do I believe this stuff? And I got to get some smart answers as to why I think what I think and I do what I do. And fortunately, there was a really good priest on campus at the time, the chaplain, who he helped. Like he answered a lot of questions. So I got, I came out stronger. Uh, I mean, Sean, you totally did. I mean, just you could, having known you for four years, it's, and now what you're doing, I mean, it's just, it's not inevitable that we lose it all in these four years. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Um, and just, the last thing you said, it's not inevitable that you're going to lose it in four years. Like, if you're a student out there listening, there's ample opportunity for you to gain it, gain so much more. You don't have to lose anything, but you can move forward so far. Absolutely. And, and so uh, what I think, and we're going to talk about, again, ways that we could get involved in campus. But I mean, if you guys, if you guys disagree, please jump in. But I, I, if you need to, I think you, you take baby steps. If you've been going to mass at home you know at your home parish with your family and you go to school i mean the first baby step and the only baby step is just continue to go to mass <laughs> you know that's that's i think that's the bare minimum that you can do um and the reason why i want to talk about ways that you could get further into your faith and and further into catholicism on campus is because this is something when i went into college i wasn't exposed to right i was doing Personally, I was doing the bare minimum, right? I continued to, to go to mass. Um, I knew that that was what I needed to do, but in all honesty, I didn't know that there was more. Uh, I didn't. I didn't even look to see if there was more going on. I didn't even know that there was a Newman Club, if there was a Newman Club at my school, or if there was a Catholic club at all. Um, so, looking back, man, I really wish that I knew. So at least I would have given it a shot, you know, and. Uh, so that's that's something that I think is very important. So, uh, Sean, again, Catholic campus minister now. Like, uh, how how can kids get involved, more involved into their faith um, on campus? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, like first and foremost, I would say, in the beginning of the year, ninety nine percent of universities are having an organization fair of some kind. Um, go to that and look in the spirituality section or the religious section. There's going to be your Jewish groups and your Muslim groups and your Christian groups, but there will also be a Catholic group. Um, just talk to them there and, you know, 
take a pamphlet and at least then you can keep it in your dorm room or in the house you're living in and let your like just keep it as a reference like yeah go to the bare minimum mass every week that you know that's what it takes to be a practicing catholic but at the same time maybe every once in a while you want to find out when you can go to confession with the priest um and I'll say, like, I didn't never consider going to confession very often until I got to college and realized how valuable that can be. Um, things like Eucharistic adoration, a lot of college campuses will have that. And um, again, like, I didn't know what that was until my freshman year of college. So, you know, if anyone's out there listening and you don't know what I just said, don't feel discouraged about it. So, yeah, seek out campus ministry. If you're on a Catholic, if you're at a Catholic college, they'll definitely have campus ministry there. Um, if you're at a non-Catholic college, they'll likely have campus ministry, and there should also be a student-run Newman Club or something uh, similar to that. I was just going to emphasize also, um, getting if you are planning on getting involved with those things, really make a focus on getting involved with service activities with them. Because, um, you know, it's awesome to do community service with groups like Habitat for Humanity or, or similar things like that, but if you can make a commitment to do service in the name of Christ, you know, Christian service is totally different from secular service where you might be doing the same exact thing physically, but you're nurturing the other person's soul when you're able to pray with them, and you're also nurturing your own soul in ways that you don't think about when you're doing uh, service with secular organizations. Um, Father, is there a- anything in your experience, uh, I mean, besides what Sean said, I mean, I mean, that's those are a lot of great ways to keep involved in campus. Have you seen any other ways? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I think you kind of said it. I think, uh, you know, I, I was actually... Um, I was chaplain at Hofstra, I guess about, I don't know, six or seven years before Sean, you know, was there. Um, so it was interesting. We both, we both were at the, uh, the same place, just different times and different roles, but it, the common denominator was, was church and, and campus ministry. And, you know, when I was there, what we did was, uh, I kind of looked at it like, okay, starting point, and, and, and you, you, both of you guys have said it, starting point is, is mass, it's the Eucharist. Like that's, you got, you got to get to mass. So we, um, Remember, I got I got hold of these really cool um, John Paul II uh, posters. They, they were pretty big, and uh, you know we kind of laminated them, and we just put you know mass tonight at you know, five o'clock. I forget what time it was, and we just put them out on Sunday in kind of prominent places. And thinking was like, why wow, you walk by and you see like you know JP two, and you're like, wow, I I, I want to go to mass. I haven't even thought about going to mass. So it was like get get people to to, to church, and then I think from there you give them. Number one, if you give them a good experience of the Eucharist, which the church has a, a responsibility to do, we don't always do it so well. I think usually uh, with campus ministry, it's usually going to be pretty good. Like you're usually going to have a, a chaplain who kind of gets it. It's usually a you know a younger person who's a little more you know contemporary and able to connect with college kids. Um, you know, you, you, a little more uh, emphasis is going to probably going to go into the music. So you you know you're not listening to some screeching old lady on an organ, you know, kind of dying with the, with the music. So it's just, it's, it's good stuff. Like you're like, wow, this is, this is, this is pretty, this is good. And you get people just, first of all, objectively, it's the most important thing we got as, 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 as a Catholic, as Catholics, it's the Eucharist. So if you can get, if you can get people to, to mass and you get them a consistent, good experience of that, then it's like, oh yeah, this service trip is going on. And there's this retreat that's coming up in uh, in six weeks, and there's this Newman Club. Like this, you get the kind of these sort of like secondary opportunities or like sub subgroups that 
I think you then, you know, that, that that's where it's like, you're like, all right, you know, I'm liking being here on Sunday night, and these are pretty cool people that are here. Um, I'll check out the Newman Club. You know, they're meeting on Monday night, or I'll, you know, I went on a retreat when I was in high school, and it was pretty good. You know, let me let me kind of inquire about that. So anyway, point is like, mass is it. You know, mass is we we make mass priority. You know, great stuff comes from that. Yeah. And if I could jump in with just one more thing there, um, like outside of like attending formal services or going to specific events, probably like one of the most important things you can do is just to find good friends that can share your values. You know, um, if you and if, if you're going to mass, look around and see like maybe you have a class with somebody, maybe there's somebody in your res hall that also goes to mass. Like make a point to talk to them and try to get to know them a little bit. Um, and it's awesome because there are people from every spectrum of campus that go to mass. So it's likely you're going to find somebody that you're going to get along with. Um, yeah. And also, like individually, to recognize going to mass and being Catholic doesn't mean you have to miss out on it, the entire college experience. That you know you can still go out with friends and have a good time and everything. But it's a matter of like remembering what you value and what you're holding important in your life and. You know, not everyone is going to hold the same values, but putting that into practice in your everyday life um, and, you know, having kind of going back to what Father Brian was saying about how important community is, having that community around you to kind of like edify your beliefs and um, build you up when you feel like you're struggling through things. That's pro like that's incredibly important. So seek that out as much as possible. You know, there's a uh, I remember when I was in the seminary, there was this, you know, kind of this expression that was often referenced and, and kind of promoted and is that you know as Christians we're supposed to be uh, uh, in the world but not of the world uh, yeah you're not supposed to be of the world you know the worst of the world you know sort of just a kind of a dark selfish sin driven uh, cult culture world we're not supposed to be of it but we're also not you know we're not all supposed to be monks we're not supposed to live in caves like we got to be in the world so you're in it but you're not of it. So practically, like that's, and again, I mean, Sean, you could, this is like so recent to you. You know, it's like going out on a Friday night or a Thursday or a Saturday night and, and hanging out and being at a party, um, but not completely surrendering who you are, like what your values are, what you know to be true, what your principles are. Um, yeah, I and mean, if you say, okay, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to just hang out in my dorm room. Well, Okay, I guess I'm not going to be affected by the world, but I'm also going to become like a weird person who does got, you know, kind of no, no friends and, you know, some, honestly, kind of honestly, you know, campus ministry, this used to be at times a challenge. Like, yeah, I used to say to, to my campus ministers, kind of like what Sean is, you're getting ready to do now. Um, you know, I, I, I was the priest chaplain and I had, you know, the, the campus minister and I'd be like, guys, we're not a mental health facility here. Like, there's literally, there is one on campus. It's, you know, make a left and go 100 yards to your right. That's a mental health facility. Like, our job isn't to just uh, minister to sort of troubled, you know, desperately lonely people. Totally, we are supposed to be there. You know, come on, it's the church. Gospel, we don't ignore those people. But if, if very needy people become the majority, guess, guess who's not showing up? you know, healthy people, like healthy people don't want to be around, you know, a majority unhealthy crowd of people in a room. Think about it. Like you're going to, you walk in and you're going to be like, I'm out of here. I'm not 
coming back again. That's why, you know, Sean, Sean was president of, I mean, to keep, uh, you know, kissing up to Sean here, but, uh, but like, you know, you get Sean, Newman Club president, um, uh, you know, heading up this, uh, the fraternity. It's like, it's like, all right, this guy's normal. Like, this guy doesn't scare me. This guy isn't kind of like a freak show. You know, I, I think I'm okay. I'd be okay hanging with, hanging out with him. I think I'd be okay having a beer with him. Um, I'm coming back next week. So I think, I think some of this is like leadership. And I think, you know, kind of, you know, making sometimes tough, tougher decisions where it's like, it just can't be like, you know, the island of misfit toys. <laughs> you know, it can't, can't be that if, if that's the majority. Like, you got to have, you got to have a healthy church. We got to have a strong church. And that, that just grows itself when we, when we make that happen, or we at least try to. And I'm I'm so glad that that both of you guys brought that up because I think if you're really gonna go into college and and say maybe I should give this whole uh, Catholic thing a shot above and beyond just going to mass on a weekly basis, I feel like some mentality is it's either that or a normal college life. Or I'm putting normal in quotes, but it's either I go down the Catholic route or I have a normal college life. And and from what both of you are saying, that that's not the case at all. It's 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 a part of who you are as a college student. It's a part of who you are when you're out of college and you're an adult. It's not one or the other. And I, I think that's what you're both trying to say. It's like, hey, come come hang out at Newman Club. Come meet some Catholics like yourself. On top of that, go play some intramural sports. Like, <laughs> go to the gym. Go out to this party. Like. Go meet other people. Go meet other people who aren't Catholics. I mean, you, you need to surround yourself with as many types of people as possible. And I think from from what you're both saying, it's like not it, it's not everything, but it can be a gigantic part of your life. And I think you'll be better off for it. But you got to do some other stuff too. Am I right, Sean? A hundred percent. And you know, like I only listed a couple of organizations I was involved in that had to do with Catholicism, but. You know, I was also involved with the Jewish organization on campus in a leadership uh, program that they had. I was also an RA on campus for three years. Um, I also worked a couple jobs while in college. You know, it, it doesn't dominate your life entirely, and you want it to be an important part of your life. But um, doing the things that normal college students do, again, normal in quotations, like that's a part of life, and that's a part of the human experience, and you don't want to miss out on that. Absolutely. So, uh, Let's let's wrap things up. I mean, I think I think we gave the listeners some awesome information. And if you're listening right now and you're not a college student or you are and you think that this podcast is important to somebody that you love, definitely pass it along. But before we go, uh, let, let's get some final thoughts out there. Uh, Father Brian, your final thoughts. Hey, I think what you guys um, kind of what, you, what, what, you, what you, we've been saying here is, is it uh, I don't want to just beat the drum endlessly. I think, um, seeking, seeking a community of faith wherever we go. You know, tonight we're talking about college. Um, you know, this, this is for everybody. This is, if you're, if you're going to be a freshman in high school in, in three, four weeks or six weeks, same thing, you know, details a little different, uh, circumstances a little different, but it's like, who, who am I, who are the people I'm, I'm going to hang with? I mean, what's what's the basis of friendship? What should the basis of friendship be? Uh, 
the older we get, I think it becomes like, well, when I, you know, when I was 10, it was, you know, we used to play football together or you lived across the street from me. You know, as you get older, you're like, okay, no, I, I need a little bit more than that in a, in a friend. And I think it becomes, I think the basis of friendship is values. Like I, I pretty much think the way you think and you pretty much think we're not clones of each other, but we, we're on the same page with the important stuff. And I think, um, if you kind of make faith like sort of like the, the guiding compass, um, wherever you're at tonight, again, tonight's campus ministry and college life, you're buying a house, you're buying a house in a new neighborhood. It's like, I want to know where my church is like right away. I want to, I want to, I want to plug into my parish life. Um, kind of just making making church whatever church looks like at your the stage of your life like the place I'm heading to the place I need to find out about and kind of kind of commit to yeah um Sean final words on the on the topic for today yeah um you know I'm trying to think of things we haven't covered and we've covered a lot but if I could say a message to college students or people going into college and even like Father Brian said people in high school young adults, whoever, like, just because you've made mistakes in the past doesn't mean that you can't go back to the church. Um, I've seen a lot of students while I was in college and since then just kind of walk away from the faith a little bit because, you know, they've done things that aren't exactly in line with church teaching. And, you know, that's the beauty of the faith is there's forgiveness and there's mercy. And that's, you know, that's the entire message of the gospel is salvation. Um, we're, we're human beings. We're flawed. We're all born imperfect, and we can't expect to be perfect, but we can continue to strive for that perfection. And part of that is seeking out, you know, the reconciliation that the church can bring us. Um, so I would just encourage anybody who, you know, might be feeling that way, maybe feeling a little broken, uh, a little damaged, or just feeling a little down about the things that they've done in the past. Like, you know, talk to your campus chaplain, um, talk to your campus minister, talk to your friends, um, and you know, figure that stuff out now before you, before you grow up and before you know it, um, you haven't really explored that part of your life. Uh, Sean, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, so I, I just want to thank you again for joining us. Uh, best of luck to you, Montclair, dude, in your new role. Um, you're you're going to kill it, Father Brian, and I know that for a fact. So we, we can't wait to have you on again. So thanks again, Sean. Thanks, Sean. Good luck. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Father, thank you again for joining us. If you have a question for Father Brian or me, you can send it to beachcatholicpodcast at gmail.com. You can connect with us at facebook.com slash beachcatholicpodcast. Um, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast by downloading the iTunes app for iPhones and the Stitcher app for all other devices. Uh, as always, please share with your loved ones, especially if they're in college or going into college for the first time for this episode. Uh, we'll be back again, but until then, God bless. Good night, guys. Good night, Lawrence.